coming live from Blaine, Washington, USA, is our guest this morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Helena Smolok, founder and president at Velocity Athletic Training. Welcome to the show, Helena. Thank you, AJ. What a pleasure it is to, to finally meet each other from what, you know one end of the world to the other. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And thank you so much for coming on to the show. And we'll be talking about something very important is optimum nutrition, optimal nutrition that is very important, especially now. Now, uh, Helena, you have you first tell us about your company. What exactly is Velocity Athletic Training about? Because you are also you are a fitness uh, and fitness athletic and nutrition influencer, and you are the right person to talk about nutrition. Let's understand more about why should the uh, the audience understand things in the way that you are telling so that once they know about their background, they would know that it's coming from an authentic person who knows about these things. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Velocity Athletic Training is actually a personal training company, uh, which I started in British Columbia, Canada. I am Canadian, born and raised there. And uh, now living in Blaine, Washington, um, as a PR status, green card. And so uh, velocity athletic training, you know, the word athletic at times throws people off. They, they think it's strictly athletic um, that I deal with. Not so. It's, uh, it's fitness with an athletic twist to it. So, meaning that in the first three months, and this is my, my procedure, my policy in my company, um, the first three months I work on the physiological adaptions with the client, uh, no matter what their background is. Uh, that first three months to me is very important to develop your strength, your flexibility, um, endurance, wh whatever your goals are. Some people have different goals as well. So we work around those goals. And after the th you know, three-month period, I start to add in, and I only do this when I know the client is actually fully ready to start adding in some athletic training. You know, um, it, it could range from a variety of things skipping, plyometric training. It's just added into the program. So it it, it leaves the, the client from being bored. And I've seen it time and time and again where clients go on a program and they're doing the same thing three times a week or four times a week. And it's so easy to lose sight of your goal when you're when you keep doing the same thing over and over again. So with the athleticism in that equation, it reduces boredom. It helps your mind think differently as well. It challenges you as well. And it gives you a, a motivation to do something new. So that's what Velocity Athletic Training is all about. 
Um, and it's a lot of fun. We like to have fun, uh, you know, training. I don't believe in the monotony of, of people coming into the studio and doing the same thing over and over again. There needs to be change and there needs to be an element of um, motivation and challenge. Right, right, Helena. You have around 40 years of experience in the fitness industry and you have made a difference uh, for yourself. You have been a, uh, in, a personal trainer into management, fitness leader, and you're also a registered nutritional consultant. Am I right? Right, yes. 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 And and that's why when you talk, you are talking with certain degree of understanding, certain degree of authority. And you've also in a row been nominated in Align Able's Business Person of the Year yes. 2021 and yes. most recently in 2022. What, what is that, Alignable Business Person of the Year? Um, well, Alignable is a social media, or well, it's a small business uh, platform. It, it, it's um, a platform where, you know, you go on, on there and you're meeting other small businesses. And it's very, very effective because let's face reality, the, the concept of small businesses surviving right now, um, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people out there would agree with me that there is a much greater challenge for small business to survive. So Alignable really helps that networking um, concept get on there. And, you know, I've built up, I've got a lot of connections in British Columbia, um, you know, business associates, former clients, and, uh, you know, they all gathered and voted for me and it was lovely. It was actually some of the uh, testimonials were very touching as well because, you know, as a trainer, um, you don't hear it often unless my, my system is I have my clients evaluate my service. They also have an opportunity to evaluate me. So when when they have that opportunity and I read their testimonials, it's very, you know, it touches my heart because here we are. I'm, I'm helping them achieve a healthy mind, body, soul. Um, and to eat healthy, I'm teaching them. I'm a leader for them. And they look up to you. So when you read these testimonials and, and it coming out of, how many people are on that platform to, I, in 2022, I was ranked at number four. Right. You know, across the U.S. And so it, it was, I didn't know how to, I really don't know how to explain the feeling. Um, I, other than, <clears throat> excuse me, other than that it, it really got me emotional. Here, you know, reading some of the things that my um, my group of people would, had written about me. And so it's very, very touching. It's a, Alignable is a great opportunity for any small business to be on there. Um, it's rewarding. It's, um, you know, interacting. There's opportunity to present your, your uh, events as well. So it, it has its benefits. 
And it's, it's almost as well um, a platform that as a small business owner, you feel um, it's almost like a safety because there's others that are small business as well. They're not huge corporations. So uh, I enjoyed it. I, I really do enjoy Alignable. I enjoyed uh, ranking number four in the United States. Right, right, right. And in fact, that's why I wanted to understand uh, from, especially, you know, you are a woman entrepreneur and uh, any sort of an acknowledgement is it adds to that, you know, inspiration for a lot of people, not just around you, but now that you are also doing an interview on the KJ Masterclass Live, it also mm -hmm. adds to the inspiration to a lot of people worldwide. And especially in yeah. India, when women are trying to get more into workforce, into yeah. other areas of life, you know, and that, that helps. And this sort of understanding, because you see, even in athletic training or fitness training or nutritional training, it's also about business. If you don't create an entrepreneurship model around it, and... Uh, then you won't survive for long if you really uh, because you need to scale up also for at some point in time and make it make your message effective and wider. That's the that's exactly. one of the things. So, yes. yes, one of the things um, I think that has really helped me is that my parents were entrepreneurs, so they owned restaurants. Um, and I had no choice on Saturday mornings when my father would wake me up and, and have me go work with him at the restaurant. I mean, what better uh, training can someone receive? Uh, just understanding the importance of, you know, getting up and just doing it. Just keep plugging away. I think that's one of the biggest challenges right now for everyone around the world. Um, is that if you're a small business, you know, let's face reality, it is being pushed aside and, and you know, we're getting a lot more of the corporate entities entering and, and sort of, uh, so we have to, we need to, not just have to, we need to stay positive. You need to believe in your business and you need to believe that you will be successful and you never really stop learning. I mean, I've had to learn all about technology because my business is based on the concept of in-studio, one-to-one, in a trusted environment. That's my concept. Now, you know, with the changes that have happened, everything's gone virtual. So I don't do online personal training because of that. I will lose the the essence of my business that way. Um, I have to be in front of my client. I need to correct my client. I need to motivate them. I respect their privacy. So to me, the technology aspect of it, um, I don't go along with it. I'm just being patient that one day I'm going to have my studio one-to-one <laughs> -one, live in person. Um, but I do other things online that build the business. And I had to, when I moved into the U.S., I came into the U.S., you know, to be with my husband and um, basically no client base. So I had to sit back and think, what can I do? And I had to 
change my strategy, my business plan. I had to tweak it uh, to adapt to the new way. And the new way is doing this. I started to interview people on Velocity Athletic Training Radio. Um, right. and, and, and I just had to keep going and going and never, ever give up. People will, you know, as you climb, as you flourish, as you um, know that people are reaching out to you and they're recognizing what you're doing, you're always going to have others coming around saying, why are you doing this? What for? You know, you're going to have that. You need to look past those those um, negative um, comments, uh, and especially on social media, right? It, people can say whatever they want now on social media. So you got to look past all that. Right, right. And the best way to deal with negativity is your fitness because fitness makes you yes. not only physically fit but mentally fit and that is where you focus but one thing i wanted to understand you focus on optimal nutrition your parents yes. were into restaurant business you yes. you were you should be telling people to eat more here you are telling to them to eat something very fit and healthy so how did this begin this journey begin and why didn't you go into a nutrition business into, uh, into, a, into a restaurant business, something uh, very, very well set. Entrepreneurship would be there, but you are here doing things on your yeah. own and achieving things on your own. How did it start? Where did it start? Well, you know, I grew up in, in that restaurant business, right? That was my parents. Um, and it's actually not just my parents. It's my whole family. Right. Everybody has a restaurant or a, a grocery store in Ottawa. That's where I was born and raised in Canada. And um, so, yes, I grew up in that environment. But, uh, you know, my background, my parents are Lebanese. So our food is very healthy. You know, we have the hummus, we have the tabbouleh, we have uh, um, very much like your food, too. The the I love your, your food, you know, the curries, and that's all so good for you, and the herbs and the spices. Um, so I grew up with a lot of that because my mother would cook that way. Um, did we eat restaurant food? Well, you know, my dad would bring home a pizza now and then. Um, so it wasn't really a huge part of our uh, diet because we are, you know, we, we would – have the the, the uh, Mediterranean diet, uh, you know, the lemon, the garlic, all the baklava, all that stuff. Um, so it was really in me to eat well. Um, now with fitness, now back when I started in, say, 1983, the, the big boom, the aerobics boom, you know, the high-impact classes, low-impact classes, that's all we did. And in fact, we didn't really worry about what we ate because we were so active. Uh, so we right. ate, Absolutely. we did eat healthy, but back then, th that wasn't a huge issue. Now, over the years, you know, as we know, the, the food chain has changed. Uh, we have, you know, genetically modified foods, you know, 
pesticide use on on the soils and the plants so the, the times have changed drastically and because of that now in nine, or 2003 while i was still in canada in, in langley british columbia i went out i did some market research to find out more about what consumers were concerned about and i tallied up i interviewed a hundred people in the mall and uh, once I was finished, their main concern was, and they kept on questioning, was nutrition. There, you know, the consumer is confused. I mean, just think if you go to a mall or even a drugstore now, you've got how many different products, right? Or you go to your grocery store, um, right. and, and plus as well, regulations are different. You know, Canada has different. Uh, regulations. The United States has different regulations, uh, what they allow, what they don't allow. So, um, you know, consumers are more confused more than ever. So I set in place, I thought, okay, you know what? It ties all in together. Fitness, nutrition, what we put in our bodies is really important, as you know. Um, so I went ahead and um, did my, it was what, two years at Alive Academy, got my applied nutrition. I did one year at Simon Fraser. I wanted to get the scientific aspect as well. And there I was uh, doing, you know, offering nutritional con consultation with uh, the fitness aspect as well now a lot of people do not know how to eat a lot of people um you know maybe different now uh their first intake is a cup of coffee many Sitting of them even, even on even on podcast i see when there is an early morning most of the time it's <laughs> evening guests for me but morning yeah. guests in the u.s or india and i see them with a big cup of coffee, uh, uh, mostly it looks like to be coffee. And, and that is, that's, that's what I concur yeah. with you here. Yeah. And, you know, um, one of the first things we would have, my father would always make scrambled eggs. And there is a dish in, in the Mediterranean diet. They use, um, it's, it involves lamb meat in some way. I don't eat lamb meat. I don't eat red meat. Um, but my dad would mix it in with the eggs, but somehow it was good. <laughs> so, you know, they didn't have degrees, right? They, they believed in gardening. They believed in getting fresh milk from, my mother would make cheese, homemade cheese, homemade yogurt. And they would go to the farm, get the milk straight from the cow, from the farmers. And she would make, yogurt and cheese um she would make uh ghee did i say did i say that right yeah she, yeah yeah she would buy when the butter was on sale <laughs> she had us all go in and buy five pounds of butter uh ghee out of that you know and you know my parents didn't have degrees in nutrition or or anything like that they were even composting, 
you know, so they, they so, already knew the importance of gardening, how, how much nutrition you pull that uh, cucumber or the bean off that stalk right there at that second, as soon as you put it in your body, you are getting the most valuable active nutrients in your body. That's right. what I grew up right. with. But you, but you see, a lot of people cannot afford gardening. Most Many people are working, working uh, couples and all across the world. But you are in the U.S. and a lot of also audiences in the U.S. apart from in India. Uh, mm -hmm. But everywhere I see, the first thing is the cup of tea or coffee. So what would you tell as a nutritionist, you know, registered nutritional consultant and running a who's talks about optimal nutrition and who talks about fitness, what is your understanding? What would you tell them to start a day with and what, how to achieve optimal nutrition in their lives? Well, breakfast is the most important meal of your day. And I've heard all excuses. I've heard all excuses as to why, you know, my clients would not eat breakfast. And I would always say, if you skip breakfast, you're just going to later on in the day, eat more. And people tend to eat more at night, right? You're sitting down in front of, it used to be the couch potato syndrome. Now yes. we can call it the desk potato syndrome because people are working remotely now, right? So breakfast now, if you're having a cup of coffee, just think, first of all, how much it's costing every day to have that cup of coffee if you're going waiting in a lineup. Uh, but there are alternatives now. There's um, a product that I'm, I'm trying. It's called Rise, and it's mushroom coffee. And oh. I'm telling you, you can't even tell the difference. And it tastes delicious. It's got a taste between... Um, coffee and hot chocolate but you know what it's helping my immune system it's keeping me energetic and there's no crash now with caffeine um caffeine is known to be an addiction so pe right. those, those people that you're talking about they're just addicted to coffee now you take that coffee away from them and they will this is not this is not coffee this is bomb water that's it. Well, there's something about that. Um, you know, so in the morning, you should have, you should have some form of protein. If it's right. a shake, if you don't have time to, you know, sit down with your family and have a breakfast, have a shake. Buy a high quality uh, protein powder. You know, if you're vegetarian, there's a lot of vegetarian sources out there now um, that you can easily make a shake with, ingest that, and that should carry you over until lunchtime. You know, now there's, you hear about this fasting and, and this and that, um, you know, I, we won't get into that because I think what's happened in this industry, AJ, is that it has blown up so, so fast that you have all these various different fad diets. And the, the one thing that I tell my clients, especially women, 
is that you have to first understand what your body is doing, what your body is about, and then address the issues of weight loss, weight gain, and all that. Um, and keep it simple. How did our grandparents do it? Right? They ate simple. They didn't, oh, I'm going to go on this diet. I'm going to take, you know, they didn't do that. They ate healthy. They ate nutri nutrient-dense food. Um, now, in terms of a garden, you can make time to have a garden. It's just where your priority is. You don't have to go out and buy a big piece of land and have a farm. You know, that's uh -huh. not what you have to do. But yeah. you can, you know, uh, my husband always says, oh, let's, let's plant tomatoes. Uh, let's do this. Let's do that. Um, it, my mother had a huge garden at the side of the house. Uh, my grandmother, my grandfather as well. Um, you know, you can start off small. But start your day off with protein. Cut back on the coffee. You know, take take it a experiment. Experiment. If you stop drinking coffee for three days and just see what happens, the mood swings, right? And then the crash. And some people experience headaches. So, are you doing justice to your body, to your health? Not really. A cup of coffee every day is not doing justice to your health and wellness, except maybe putting stress on your adrenal glands as well. So protein in the morning, healthy snacks. I have, a, I wrote an article, it's called uh, the desk potato syndrome, because this is what we're all dealing with now. Right. What's happening. Right. Right. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So in terms of, you see, uh, is that optimal nutrition? Is that if, if one does just the simple things, uh, that should be enough, isn't it? Don't need to. It's good to start off with baby steps. You know, I mentioned earlier about the fad diets. Some of these fad diets that you, you get, some people get right into it and then they've lost the weight and then they're off the fad diet and they've gained twice of the body weight back. So start off with baby steps. You know, if you can't go out without your coffee for the first day, okay, have that cup of coffee. But the next day, try to say to yourself, okay, I'll have a shake instead. You know, I'm in the, the US right now, and there are so many products, uh, so many types of whey powders out there. Um, do your research or contact a registered nutritional consultant and get what will work for you. Now, thankfully, I'm very honored to be part of, um, it's called Pure Genomics. So with Pure Encapsulations. So what is that about? That is plugging into your genotype finding out what your body type actually is. And I'm telling you what a difference. It, it, it opens up your eyes to how your body works. So, for example, I'll, I'll use myself. I'm the mesomorph. I'm a power athlete. So I, my body type loves carbs. It metabolizes carbs 
greatly. Um, I use it up fast, but I, my body does not metabolize caffeine very well. What a right. danger that is, right? So, um, you know, with 23andMe, you, you uh, send in the kit, um, you get your results. And with Pure Genomics, I will take those results, plug it into the my software, and it lists everything that you should be eating and what you should not be eating and whether you can have coffee or not. You know, sometimes what you could be, you could be doing more harm than good. Right? Right. Right. Great. Great. You talk about this stuff and it's all upon individual choices that people yes. make. But one thing is very much sure that if you know more about your body type, you'd yes. be in a better position to understand. Uh, yes. That's what I do. If I don't feel like doing something, I don't do it. If I feel like there is a craving, there is a... But the fact is that you've got to uh, understand your uh, ancestors better and how they survived and lived long, long years of life. With exactly. Basics without all these, all these things uh, floating around us. Without this, they survived for so many years. Exactly. Anyway. You know, something that someone else is doing doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You know, maybe it works for their body type. You know, like I can, um, I, I was a student athlete, youth athlete. I could eat whatever. And and so many of my friends would say, how come you don't gain any weight? <laughs> it's my body type. It's my, my genetics. You know, the more you understand about your genetics, the more you're going to understand how your body is working. And I truly believe that is the new thing that will be coming out. I believe that functional medicine, uh, natural medicine, I think people are going to start waking up to understanding what's not working anymore, why they're getting sick, and how they can start changing um, their bodies. Now, the first step, AJ, to all of this, you know, I've trained thousands and thousands of clients, corporate clients as well. The first step is what's going on up here in your mind. You know, do you want to remain? Like, do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be energetic? Do you want to exercise? Do you want to eat healthy and, and be strong? Uh, it all stems from your mind. Right. Right, Helena. Uh, one thing I wanted to understand, you know, is uh, that, and I've seen several cases that's been reported in uh, in Indian media, other places also among friends and all. And because you are a fitness trainer, know about nutrition, I want you to understand uh, from you that in several cases, it's been reported that somebody who was, uh, say, 50 plus or something, exercising on the treadmill, running on the treadmill, suddenly mm -hmm. uh, feels unease, mm -hmm. goes off it, and then there is a report of a uh, heart attack or something related to that mm -hmm. now is it related in your experience how have you do you see that because these number of cases are there now you, i'm not a doctor but as a individual from a fitness sort of a thing i would want to understand if there is any connection that you have ever understood from your perspective as a trainer 
or is it related to something else the main thing is what should people who are using uh treadmills either at home or at gymnasiums or what should they be cautious about not only about the type of exercise they do but also about their bodies can you shed some light on this absolutely um one of the most important things i don't know what the the uh, regulations are around you know other countries in relation to evaluating a client so the first step and i'll give you an example um when a client comes to me my first step it's an hour consultation it's not a 45 minute thing we go into detail about um you know they have to fill out the questionnaires so here in canada and in the united states uh this form actually was created in canada by by university professors it's called the parq form so this form is a questionnaire where the client has to answer all these questions and it's related to you know is it any family history of heart disease cancer etc etc um so if they answer yes to even one of those questions uh my requirement is they have to get a doctor's note so for instance if they've had say their mother has had a heart attack or the father there's obviously a line you know something in the genetics um i make sure they have to go see a doctor get their you know blood pressure tested um some blood work done just to make sure there is no high blood pressure okay oh. high blood pressure is a leading cause of death it's a silent killer this is what we know about uh high blood pressure so on on the treadmill on the treadmill you know, does it someone that has had that does have high blood pressure and doesn't know that they have it and does get on a treadmill and and just decides oh i'm going to run at whatever speed they can have a heart attack absolutely so the the questionnaires to rule all that out and from that we work on now say they do have high okay for instance i i've had a lot of clients with with high blood pressure so we work on the idea of not to go too much too fast so on a treadmill perfect example you know i'm not going to put them on the treadmill and put the speed at 5.0 now that's something i would run at okay i'm conditioned to do that i'm not right. going to do that for a client so a client we we would start off at you know just a brisk walk and i do what we call the talk test so <clears throat> after a while i'll start talking with them to see if you know they're they're okay they're not out of breath um because that could be a sign for me right there that okay i got to slow it down a bit for them um because it's putting too much demand on the cardiovascular system so once we find tune the speed that they should be going at um we work at that level for at least 2 3 weeks and then I'll know okay let's put you up a bit more we're going to increase your your speed or even the incline get them to walk up a little hill on the treadmill 
And from there, okay, they're okay. I can talk to them. They're not out of breath. It doesn't look like they're going to faint on me or anything like that. Uh, we, we walk with it. We, we work through it. Now, these stories could be that the individual didn't seek the proper advice uh, from anybody, uh, especially if it's their first time doing it, right? Getting on a treadmill. Oh, I'm going to run. I feel good. I'm going to run. But in reality, they ha may have had some underlying issues. Um, so this is the system that I follow with my clients uh, to prevent that type of thing from happening. Um, so I take it very seriously. If a client says to me, oh, I've had a heart attack, um, you know, if they marked yes on the questionnaire right away, I say, okay, let's, you know, clear it with your doctor that you're ready to start exercising. Um, so that's, that's my policy. This is how I deal with it. In terms right. Of, yeah. Right. So, and is it a good idea while on the treadmill, I see certain, some people putting on their earphones, talk, either talking to somebody on the phone, oh, yeah. or to music. Uh, is there a difference on both or should some, uh, should someone music is okay, but talking to others is not good or they should avoid both the things. What is your advice in a situation like that? Especially if it's that, it, I, I truly believe something like that would be, again, going back to speaking with a trainer, someone that's qualified to ensure that you are okay to, to be, you know, wearing your headphones and talking to someone, um, you know. Because your mind gets distracted if you're, yeah. and it's oh, tried Absolutely. And when you have a trainer, you know that the trainer is helping you focus. They're, they're motivating you. So uh, having that person there for, you know, whatever time, a, a month or two months, just to help you get everything in motion, it does, it's, it, it helps you. It keeps you centered. And like you said, you know, when you're on the treadmill and you're talking to someone and you could lose control easily. You can easily lose your footing if you're talking away and you're not paying attention. Right? Especially if you go really fast. <laughs> right? right. I, I, brought, I ran on the treadmill at 6.0. Right. So you not, should know. Right. Oh, yeah. I will not be talking to anybody when I'm running that fast on a treadmill. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not comfortable at all. So uh, for me, there is no choice at all. Means no. I can live without my phone for se uh, several days. It's okay. Yeah. And people <laughs> who need to know that I'm without a phone, obviously will know about it. Yeah. Uh, we have lived a whole life without phones. There was a no. time when there were no phones at all. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. I mean, when I started teaching aerobic classes, AJ, I had a mic in front of me. We had a little stage and we had the, the records, the albums. And then it went from albums to the tapes and now the the, CD, the uh, CDs. So, you know, we've really evolved <laughs> in the way we want to listen to music. And I, I, under, I understand that because 
moving to music is fun. And I know that because I've taught people, you know, to jump and do push-ups, jumping jacks, and we're moving to music. So I understand that concept of wanting to have the music playing in your head, right? <laughs> but yes, you have to be safe about it. You got to be careful. Absolutely. Right, right. So people need to know what speed uh, is yes. good for them and suits them. Now yes. about people who are immobile, they are at no movement at all. What about them, the couch potatoes and the desk potatoes? How do you set them rolling outside their house? What would you tell them why movement is important for them? Well, you know, I've had clients like that as well. So <laughs> one of the things um, with that, that uh, mindset, they're usually, they're usually lazy. Yeah, but but it's you see, Helena, uh, because because of COVID, COVID there, sort of uh, people have been in houses and there was no yeah. way out. But now there is some respite yeah. out of that. So uh, how do you look at this this part also? The, you know, training that type of clientele, there's a lot of stuff going on. It, it's not just the challenge of being overweight. There, there's a challenge. There's an emotional challenge. There's a mental okay. challenge as well. And I'm not trying to make it sound negative. There are issues that are, that go on that, you know, whether it's a personal issue uh, that hinders, we, we know that any personal issues hinder us, right? So if we're carrying around uh, sadness, depression and all that, it affects us. Um, so, you know, I had, a, I had a few clients like that. And what I would do with them is keep them motivated. You know, tell them how important they are. Uh, because sometimes what can happen in life is that people don't tell you, tell you they love you or, you know, you're not important to them. So, you know, depending on the emotional uh, stability or the the level of um, emotional maturity, some people hold on to things. So um, I like to get tap into that and help people with that and deal with it um, through exercise. And it's amazing. You know, when when I had my, my studio set up and I had my punching bag and I had gloves and I'd say, Okay, put the gloves on. I would hold the bag and I say, pretend who, you know, whoever it is that you're mad at, <laughs> their face is on that punching bag. So, and it's amazing that once they do that type of drill, all of a sudden this different person comes out. They're stronger and they're more serious about the session. So, <clears throat> With people that are couch potatoes or desk potatoes, um, and, and it's happening with all of us, right? We're sitting in front of our computer and, and there's snacks, you know, and we're snacking. And uh, so you need to step away, find, whether it's a personal trainer or a partner, a buddy system, your best friend, your sister, whoever. 
buddy up and let's, you know, say to each other, okay, let's go for a walk. You challenge me. I'm going to run up the hill or I'm going to walk up the hill or do speed walking. Grab a set of weight, light weights, okay? Hold them in your hands. Walk with the, you know, that adds some resistance. Find someone that will, you guys motivate each other. I hope that answered your question. Yes, yes, wonderfully, wonderfully. And and a lot of people who are everywhere else, but they want to connect with you to understand more about fitness, about nutrition, how can they do that so that they can benefit directly from you? After all, it's just a show for half an hour show, and you can learn only as much as is possible. But, you know, yeah. to get direct attention from the master is something else. Um, you may visit me at www.velocityathletictraining.com. Uh, you can reach me through the website. You know, there's a subscribe button. Or you can actually email me at iwin, and trust me, you will win, iwin at velocityathletictraining.com. Right, right. Thank you so much, Helena, for your time, for your insights to understand so many things. And at the end, I understood that one is one should always understand the basics yeah. and get to the basics first. Either it's about anything else or it's about your own body. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Right. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you.